Hey everyone, thanks for visiting fourweddingphotographers.com. I'm Luis Torres. So today's podcast, I'm going to focus on you, the photographer, challenging yourself and just being as relentless as you can possibly be. You know, I remember when I first started and it, it was really more of a mental battle than anything else. And there were so many times, I mean, I can't, uh, I can't imagine how many times I would sit back and just say, this isn't working out. I don't know what else to do. I don't know how else to market, you know, who else to tell. And it really, it's almost one of those things, again, from my own experience, where the initial stage of my business was always, you know, who am I going to, what, what, who's going to allow me to shoot their wedding, period. I mean, because it was literally right off the bat, me deciding, you know, I'm going to start shooting weddings because I think I can do it. That's the very first step. Uh, then it actually took a while before I finally realized, you know what? I At some point, I need to get over and around this whole flash issue. You know, think of it. There are so many photographers who sit back and, you know, we're all great at, at shooting with natural light. And yet, you find that when you're shooting a wedding, you know, two-thirds of your day is spent indoors, whether it's indoors shooting the ceremony uh, or you know, right after that, going ahead and shooting indoors for the reception again, you know, so you really have to get around the flash issue. And I'm telling you, it's real easy. Once you, once you decide to dive in and you tell yourself, and again, it's all about being relentless and telling yourself, if I'm going to be an amazing wedding photographer, I need to not only know and understand flash photography, but you have to become an expert at it. And it's funny because, um, you know, my background is in finance. And years ago when I, was, when I first became a stockbroker, uh, everyone would just say, listen, you're new at this. You have to convince yourself that you are the expert. Even though you're new, you kind of just have to get around that and just tell yourself, I'm the expert. And, and what ends up happening is it's... it's you know, you fall in line with the whole self-fulfilled prophecy where you'll start doing things that will fulfill that destiny, if you will, where you're telling yourself, I'm going to be an expert photographer with my flash. So what you'll do is you'll do things that I did, which was grab my camera, throw my flash on there. I would, you know, read uh, and do my own research on, you know, how to use my flash and I, I ranged from setting my flash to uh, TTL or ETTL if you're on a Canon and shoot, shifting it to manual mode and understanding how the flash works and, you know, shooting straight on versus uh, angling my, my, he my head 45 degrees upward or, you know, there are times and, and I just think that it's absolutely beautiful when you tilt your flash up 45 degrees, but you tilt it behind you to the point that you'll have people wonder why the heck your flash is pointing uh, above and, and behind your head. Uh, but it's, it's just how the flash, how the light falls on the subject. It's just absolutely perfect. So you have to just go ahead and, and tackle things like that. And I'm telling you, as you start seeing that your photos indoor actually turn out absolutely amazing when you're practicing in your house... It holds true when you're shooting, you know, someone's cake at the reception and it's nine o'clock at night and it's pitch blackout and, uh, and yet the only light that you have working for you 
is just ugly uh, fluorescent light bulbs that <laughs> are just found all over the place. But once you start mastering flash photography, I'm telling you, and it's it's interesting, and I and I'm and I'm and I'm mentioning flash because there are so many times where photographers will tell me, dude, I don't know what to do with my flash. I don't, you know. Uh, in fact, when I was at WPPI just last week, um, I was, you know, at different shoots, and people were just like, dude, I don't know how to use my flash, and I'm like, no, you have to master your flash, and you really, really do, and don't be afraid of it because I'm telling you. I remember when I was just like, ah, I hate this. I can't believe I have to use a stupid flash. Uh, but to be honest with you, you're, it's not hard. I'm telling you, it's going to take a week. And after a week of just being relentless and spending a few, uh, you know, maybe an hour a day for seven days straight, you're going to sit back and say, wow, what the heck was that? I can't believe in a week, you know, I've, I've learned so much about using my flash and that's where you know you start building your confidence where uh, once your confidence level starts to increase then when you actually meet someone who's getting married you can sit back and just say hey who's your wedding photographer and you won't be afraid you know you'll sit back oh, okay well you know we actually don't have a wedding photographer yet I remember meeting this one bride and I mean her her wedding produced some of my absolutely amazing the, some of the most beautiful photos uh, on my site. And if you actually go to lewistorresblog.com, she's on there. She's the one that's holding her veil up, a uh, giant smile. And her husband, you kind of see like a, uh, just the side of his face and his ear. That's Doug. And, uh, and those photos, absolutely amazing. And the way I shot her, and if you go to lewistorresblog.com, at the very top splash, that's Aaron and Doug. I met Aaron and Doug when I shot Amy and John's photos, which is actually the photo at the very top where uh, they're dancing on, they're, they're just on the dance floor. It's a black and white photo, and uh, the corners is a, uh, a vignetting going on there. But I was shooting their wedding, John and uh, Amy's, and met Aaron, and she was like, oh, you know, I just got engaged, and, you know, I'm getting married in May. And I was like, oh, well, who's your wedding photographer? And she just said, you know, I don't actually have one yet. And my response, you do now. And that's it. She just started laughing. And I'm telling you, uh, that's going to happen so often that it's going to be absolutely insane. And, and another thing, and this is what I, I run into with some photographers, is when you shoot your first wedding, it is super imperative that you go ahead and create two wedding albums because all of your future brides, they don't care about your website. They don't care about your blog. They want to meet you. They want to see a handful of prints, maybe 10, uh, preferably large prints between 8x12s and 11x14s, uh, and albums. Even if they don't want an album, they want to see an album. And there are photographers that I run into, and I'm just like, oh, well, how many albums do you have? I don't have any. Have you... Ever sat down with a bride who asked why you don't have any albums? And they're like, absolutely. You have to, have to, without a doubt, show people an album. Because people want to see what their album will potentially look like. Whether they have you create it or they have someone else create it. They just want to see samples. And prints are fine, um, but it's the album that really separates the amateur wedding photographer to the pro amateur photo uh, the pro photographer 
uh, even if you're an amateur wedding photographer, you know, you kind of have to give the impression like, hey, this is where I'm heading. So take advantage of the fact that I'm not priced at $5,000 uh, per wedding, but I will someday. And I'm going to get there uh, by means of, you know, just building an absolutely sick uh, business and offering a thousand things. And, you know, these are all my, my samples. And one thing uh, at WPPI in Vegas, I went to the uh, White House booth. So check out whcc.com. They actually just came out with a new catalog where they're going to offer uh, these new leather-bound flush wedding albums. Absolutely insane. They're 10 by 10 inches, or, you know, when you open it, it's 10 by 20. Uh, flush mount with, I want to say, an eighth. Uh, the pages are actually an eighth of an inch thick. Absolutely beautiful. 125 bucks Shipping, I don't know if they're going to charge for shipping. I'm assuming so. Uh, I order my prints through them, and they're always free, so I'm hoping that uh, once they start, you know, launching that a little more, that um, that they'll be out there. But that's absolutely insane. Uh, check out Lokta.com, L-O-K-T, like Tom, A-H.com. Josh Smith, absolutely an insane wedding videographer. He was actually voted one of the top 25 wedding uh, videographers um, by Event DV uh, magazine. The guy is absolutely insane. Started Lokta uh, just to start offering different products. They actually just launched a new product line uh, of wedding albums. Absolutely beautiful. And I'm hoping that, you know, I'm one of the first photographers who, you know, gets some kind of a sample and, and go ahead and just, you know, start offering those to my brides. And, you know, but it's, you, you always want to do a little more than other photographers and, going ahead and being relentless and just telling yourself, and listen, I know that it's hard. Believe me, I've been in your shoes. If you're new, you know, I was new not that long ago. So I, I, I know that it's, it's really a mental battle and it's always a cross between, can I do this? This is hard. How am I going to market? Um, should I even have a blog? Uh, I, re I remember there was a time where I was just like, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to end up getting any brides. I'm going to just stop with my blogging. I think it's, it's silly. It's, you know, too time consuming and, and not worth my time. And all of a sudden, slowly but surely, hey, I love the photos you have on your blog. And I'm like, really? Okay, well, you know what? Let me just blog a few more photos. Um, so I just think it's super important to just convince yourself that you're going to be the best, best wedding photographer, period. And... And even if you don't believe it, believe me, I remember when I, you know, if you, if, if I had someone telling me, hey, just, just be relentless, I'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, but again, I'm thankful for my friend James, who's out in, uh, in Syracuse, New York, who just said, listen, this is my experience. I started first year, I shot three to five weddings. Second year, I shot 15 weddings. Third year, I think he shot like 28 weddings. Fourth year, it was like 38 and I remember thinking, well, yeah, is it that easy? And he was just like, dude, all you have to do is just keep going. He's like, I'm telling you, don't stop. Just keep going. You know, at the time I had a full-time uh, day job and he's just like, you know, for a few years, you're going to be driven crazy because you're going to be working harder than anyone else that you know. But I'm telling you, the best time of your life will be when you stop working when you stop with your nine to five. And that'll happen when you have 
you know, 20, 25 weddings booked and you already have 20 booked for the following year where you can basically count your money already and you can sit back and just say, you know what, I'm making more money as a wedding photographer than I am at my day job. So let me just, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, it, it's awesome when you can double up and you have your day job and a wedding photographer uh, business or your photography business and you just feel like you're a millionaire. Uh, but there's definitely something to be said when all of a sudden life just slows down. I'm 36. The last 10 years, I have no idea where they went. Uh, and it's literally just the mundane, getting up in the morning, jumping in your car, going to work, working your hours, coming back, and doing it again the very next day. Once you stop working your day job, life, for whatever reason, has a great way of slowing down. And if that isn't a goal that you want to reach for, I don't know what other goal there is. Uh, I remember when I had my daytime job meeting other wedding photographers who were just like, man, I can't believe you know, that you have, you still have, you still have your day job. You know, I remember when I gave my two weeks notice, it was the best feeling. So once, once I experienced it, you know, and I, I knew photographers at the time when I was starting my business where they had, where they still had a, a daytime job and then they gave, they quit their jobs. And I'm just like, nah, damn you. I can't wait for me, you know, till I experienced that, uh, until that actually happened. And it's, you know, by far, the best experience. I love life. I look at things completely differently. You know, I only wish that I did this 10 years, 10 years ago. Uh, but at the same time, I sit back and I can share with other photographers that, you know, that's a goal that it is, is, uh, do I want to say was a huge dream for me to try to get to. And when it happened, I was so thrilled. Um, you know, I didn't have a, a boss. I was my own boss. If I needed something to be changed, I didn't have to go through management and say, hey, I think that this would be a great idea. We should change this and, you know, find out that nothing was ever implemented or someone else took your idea or, you know, and ran with it. And, you know, there were so many times where I would sit at work and just be like, hey, you know, we need to go ahead and market to our clients from this angle and that angle only to just be told, yeah, we don't think that'll happen and that'll work only to find out six months later that the person I shared the information with brought it to their boss, took all the credit, and I'm just like, dude, you've got to be kidding me. You didn't come up with that, I with that idea. I did, and I shared it with you, and, you know, what credit did I get? You know, zero. You know, did my freaking, did I get a, a bigger bonus? Okay. Do you guys not love my ringer? Go Geico. Um, <laughs> but, uh... But I'm telling you, it's, it's definitely, it's reachable. It's a goal that you should definitely shoot for. And if you have, I don't, you know, I don't have a family. If I had a family, it would be that much more important for me because I'd be able to spend more time with kids if I had any. You know, it's just a completely different lifestyle. So it's one of those things where you definitely want to shoot for just for yourself, for your own personal gratification to sit back and just say, I can drop off my kids at school and pick them up later, work during the day for my own business, and still have all this free time and, and enjoy life. And it's, it's, such a, it's such a crazy experience. And I remember thinking that that will never happen to me uh, until it did. And, you know, I'm, uh, all I do is just try to tell people, hey, you know, you can do it. Just keep at it. Be relentless. Don't ever stop. And, yes, I know it's hard. 
Uh, but just be creative. Don't ever, ever tell yourself, do not tell yourself uh, that you're stuck. Uh, or, or ever tell yourself, you know, I, I don't know what to do. Because the problem with telling yourself that, and I actually have an earlier podcast where I mention, you know, be careful with what you say and tell yourself because it's true. So if you tell yourself, I don't know what to do, what you're not doing is trying to be creative and trying to get around that brick wall. It's real easy to just say, you know what, I don't know what to do. Okay, I'm done. Super easy to do, you know, and, and I've battled with that also. Um, but it's your own dialogue that you want to watch out for because instead of saying, and you'll, you know, every motivational speaker will tell you, just watch out what you tell yourself because it's true. Um, but what you'll find is instead of saying, you know, I don't know what to do, instead of saying that, if you focus on, well, what can I do to try to get around this? Believe me, you'll start coming up with different ideas. And there's so many times where I've, you know, I'm assuming through my id and my subconscious state while I'm dreaming, all of a sudden I'm, I have this little nightly dialogue with myself. And I'll wake in, there's so many times where I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, how the heck did I not realize that this is the solution to this problem that I've had for so long. Um, but if you keep asking yourself the right question or tell yourself the right things, your subconscious state has a great way of battling that problem that you may have without you even realizing that, you know, the back of your mind is just always, you know, running on fast forward. Uh, and then you'll find the solution. And, you know, but again, just watch out what you tell yourself. Instead of saying, I don't think this will work out, tell yourself, this has to work out. I have no, I, there are no other options but to make this work out. And, you know, same thing. There are other, there are motivational speakers who tell you, you know, not to give yourself any other alternatives other than to be successful. And believe it or not, that works. Uh, and I know that it works because that's what I, do with my, you know, that's what I do for my, to myself. That's, you know, that's the, the little battle that I run into all the time is I just need to keep going. I need to be the best that I can. And when I hate photos, I try to find out why I don't like them and just try to play around with them and, and try to make them better. But, you know, again, just be relentless, never stop, just keep going. And I'm telling you, it will work out. And years from now, you're going to sit back and just be like, and shoot me an email and say, Lewis, that's absolutely awesome. The craziness that you yap about on your podcast so works. Uh, and I know that they work only because, you know, again, if, uh, and I don't know how many times on my podcast I've, I've ever mentioned, you know, the only reason why I share the things that I do is because I've experienced them myself. So I hope this works. Um, and uh, for you, and when I say I, I know that it'll work, but you kind of have to just convince yourself that I have to tell myself certain things uh, so things can pan out. So, all right, everyone, thank you again. Uh, I will talk to you guys soon, uh, probably in the next day or two. I'll post another podcast, and if you have any questions, shoot me an email. Uh, don't forget to Facebook me, facebook.com forward slash Luis Torres. Uh, follow me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Luis Torres. Check out lokta.com, L-O-K-T-A-H.com. Uh, another is... Chris and Ben Q, awesome couple. Uh, I met them over at, uh, in Vegas. They're from Dallas, Texas. Check out their website. It's Chris, spelled C-H-R-Y-S, the letter Q, like queen, uh, dot com. So C-H-R-Y-S-Q, 
Um, Chris, absolutely amazing. She makes these uh, these album covers that are absolutely insane, hugely beautiful. You're gonna love them. Uh, I'm gonna be buying a ton this year from them. And her husband Ben, uh, whose site is BenQ.com, uh, is an absolutely sick uh, wedding photographer too. So check that out. They have a uh, uh, lighting workshops down in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So if you're around there, check that out. And everyone, I will talk to you guys soon. Hey, oh yeah, um, I just launched. I haven't built the site yet, but if you're anywhere around the New York City area, check out New York, spelled out N-E-W-Y-O-R-K, TrashTheDress.com. Uh, so I'm going to actually start hosting Trash to Dress sessions in New York City. It'll be three models dressed up in their wedding dresses, 30 photographers at the meatpacking district. So you're going to have absolutely beautiful cobblestone streets, buildings with, you know, 150-year-old brick walls that are just going to be absolutely insane with beautiful uh, alleyways all around there. I'm from New York City. How could I not do something out there? All right, everyone. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you soon.